Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael and Lucy Freeman. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. This week in Ambridge saw the village skip in a heartbeat from high tragedy to low farce. From the ridiculous shenanigans of a couple with a baby who didn't even have the sense to read BuzzFeed's 10 hilarious things you didn't know about alcoholism, combined with the tragic story of a woman electrocuting herself in a dairy for a young man's love. Anyway, we began the week at the stables with Susan accidentally telling Shula that she had a massive arse. Had one, not was one. This was quite pleasing, as I'd always imagined Shula with one of those comfortingly massive bottoms covered in corduroy gone smooth. But considering the instructions she was giving to Susan about her core, Shula must have stomach muscles you could bounce a tennis ball off atop a rear end like two sofa cushions. I'd imagine Marks and Spencers is her only option in terms of sizing. We had the play scenario all over again, but with the parish council this time. Will you be chair, Emma? No, I can't possibly. Oh, go on then. No, I can't. And next week she will. It all got a bit deliberately Jackie Weaver with Richard Thwaite shaking his teaspoon around, even though they were only talking about the bus service and whether or not Neil could buy a new stapler. Just let Emma take over. She'll be tearing down statues and staging a worker's takeover at Barrow. Bloody marvellous. Then over to the hospital, where the doctor was waving off a proud Chris and a terrified Alice with a cheery, ta-da, then you'll be fine. Just have a little think about that whole alcoholism thing, though, as that can be a bit of a nuisance. I am refusing to engage with this storyline, as it is A, stupid, B, upsetting, and C, means to have to listen to sound effects of babies wailing for hours on end, which, as I discussed last week, does funny things to my boobs. The crack rewilding team, both of them, went on a fact-finding mission to find out where they would put a sewage pipe. This is also stupid. They're talking about getting longhorn cattle, which even Kate, who doesn't spend a great deal of time on rational thought, pointed out were quite likely to gore the gaping hordes, but then she suggested putting them all up trees. The gaping hordes, not the cattle. (laughs) Nothing has happened yet, so what are people coming to see? Are they literally paying to come and watch grass grow? Let's be honest about this rewilding bollocks now. Enough is enough. Rex only signed up for it because he fancied Pip. Phoebe only signed up for it because she fancied Rex. Pip only signed up for it because she wanted to piss off her parents and fancied getting her sticky mitts on Peggy's moolah. (laughs) Phoebe has no idea what to do now and is just trying desperately to think of ways of getting into Rex's pants. And here's a hint, Phoebe, shouting at him about sewage pipes probably isn't the way to go. Trust fund Rex, meanwhile, is still behaving like little orphan Annie and whinging on about being evicted. And how exactly am I going to be able to afford to go skiing now? Although he did mention Shelley Magna this week, who I presume is a friend of Jade, so at least she'll take his mind off things. Over at the shop, Lee was telling Susan he'd been sorting out his dollies and selling them. (laughs) Malibu Barbie's looking a bit ropey, but he has got freewheeling Cindy with the Velcro roller skates, so maybe that five-bedroom house isn't that far out of reach. He mentioned to Susan that he was doing core strength exercises at the laurels and she asked if it was all squats and lunges. At the laurels? It sounded like the Battle of the Somme with hips exploding like shrapnel all over the shop. Anyway, Lee ended up popping round to Ambridge View and putting Susan through it while Neil watched until he got bored and wandered off to eat a bit of Black Forest Gatto on Zoom. Watching Susan lunge is nothing new to Neil anyway, to be fair, particularly on chilly night. Apparently 20 minutes with Joe Wicks and she'd gone right through with the crotch in her joggers, so she's nothing if not keen. At the dairy, Susan was thoroughly enjoying herself, strapped into an appliance Lee had given her, until Clary and Helen, literal buzzkills to the last, 
took it off her, poor Susan. That was the most fun she'd had in the dairy since the mixer wouldn't stop vibrating and it made her raspberry ripples go peculiar. While she was in a weakened state, Susan agreed to do a reading at Clary's vowel renewals. She will be reading the lyrics from a song that means a lot to both Clary and Eddie. When you leave me, walk out backwards so I'll think you're coming in. And I'm going to have to go back to this ridiculous Chris and Alice Alice storyline. When I left hospital with my baby, I was not an alcoholic and my baby was on time and insanely healthy, apart from a slight touch of jaundice, which made it look like a Towie cast member. (laughs) I was visited every other day by a health visitor, a district midwife, and I seemed to spend more time at the GP surgery than the GP did. This (laughs) storyline is mad and upsetting and I would like it to stop. Please, thank you very much. Or at least... Have Chris and Alice being driven mad not by each other, but by the constant barrage of interfering visitors that would besiege them in real life. Ambridge has completely <laughs> ignored lockdown so far, so you're not telling me that Jennifer and Susan, with a new granddaughter to crow over, would be socially distancing <laughs> now of all times? Cobblers, cobblers, cobblers. I've got no problem with things being unrealistic if they are happily so. Like the good old days of someone being cured of a crack addiction with a cup of tea and a hug from his mum. <laughs> Stop it, scriptwriters. No one is in the mood. The end. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> God! I didn't know you were so. When you said I, when you said you were a bit upset by that storyline, I thought you meant you were very moved by it and got no, emotional. Cross. Well, Ooh, bit Lucy. of both, really. Yes, bit well, of I, both. I, I mean, I do agree with you, um, but but then you, I, I, you know, I keep reminding myself it is just Drama. fiction, just yeah. fiction. But when the doctor was like, "Don't worry, Alice." <laughs> We and also we really need this cot. So can can you just oh, off you go? Off you go. Now, now now is better. And then he was like, oh yeah, no, yeah, alcoholism. Oh yeah, but you've got that. Uh, yeah, that friend of yours. And oh, there's some sort of clinic where there's like an online form you can fill in. Bye. Of course, it wouldn't be like that. And I think that's quite offensive to anyone working at at the NHS, isn't it? Very offensive to people at the NHS. And also, what's worrying me? And I know I sound like I'm doing whataboutery on Twitter, but. If you are somebody who does have a drug and alcohol problem and you have just got pregnant or are thinking about getting pregnant or you are a recovering alcoholic and you listen to this, it is going to put the fear of effing God into you. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Because you just, according to this, you just get cut loose. You know, off you go. I I do. I I mean, you know, it's it's difficult. It's difficult. It's not black and white, is it? Because obviously not everybody who has a baby goes home feeling fully supportive and seeing a mid... You know, yeah. Because mistakes are made. Yeah. And, and if you don't have... If, you're, if you don't know that, of course, you're going to be supported, then you might not ask for that support or you might not check where the midwife is if she hasn't visited you in the next couple of days. So, but I mean, Alice and Chris are, are you know, they're not stupid, are they? And it doesn't sound like... And their doctor is... Is is one hundred percent clear about the fact that she has she's an alcoholic. So to sort of say, oh, it's not really my department. <laughs> that doesn't happen, does it? If he's in neonatology, even if he was a GP, I yeah. don't think he'd just go. Yeah. Oh, are you, have you got loads of? Have you got friends? Yeah. Have you got some support? Brilliant. Up yeah. you go. Thumbs up. He's, off your pop. He is yeah. going to make sure that she that she is somebody is going to see her and look after her. When, make sure I she's was, okay. when I was pregnant with Tilly, my first child, my eldest child, I did not know I was pregnant for about two months. Oh. And I... You're like those girls I read about in magazines. Yeah. And I used to get really I thought panicky. it was indigestion. <laughs> I thought it was the Doritos. And, and then, then I had a baby. Toilet. I was sitting on the toilet <laughs> and it came out and the doctor said it was growing in my back. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> when I was 13, I'd be like, oh my God, maybe I'm pregnant. I've never had sex with anyone, but it could be growing in my back. <laughs> can you check? Kelly, can you check? Check. Check that's not a baby. <laughs> well, I, did, and I didn't know. And, and I had, had a drink because I didn't know I was pregnant. Maybe not for two months, maybe yeah. less than that. And I said, the nurse said to me, when the, the the health visitor whatever came round and she said do you have any concerns and I said yes I didn't know I was pregnant I drinking and she said <laughs> right and her shoulders sort of sagged and she said okay how many and I said well I think I only went out once in that you know t- I said the time's a bit confused I'm not sure and she said do you know what I'm not going to put that down because otherwise you ha- I have to refer you for drug and alcohol counselling oh god oh, <laughs> and I said oh I don't think I need that she said no 
Honestly, neither do I. It just oh, opens God. up a world of admin <laughs> and the whole world checking on you. You're fine. You don't need that. Let's just skip that bit. So it was... But, but so the idea of just being able to trundle out of hospital as, uh, you know, a, a, a diagnosed alcoholic... I mean, they did. Um, they know. did. They covered their backs by saying, um, "You know, the community midwife will will support you." Mm. But if you'd see, if you were that, I mean, obviously he's really stressed, and COVID is going on, and of course he needs to get them out ASAP. But 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 doctors are not stupid. He's going to look at her her terrified yep. Yep. anxiety yep. and be like, yep. "This this mother." is in a yeah. terrible state we yes. need to make sure that she has some support but maybe we're being naive lucy maybe i you know i went to a brilliant hospital you know one of the best teaching hospitals probably in the uk and there was loads of support and and you know maybe maybe that isn't the case in every hospital no it but probably in my isn't. experience if it's if you're it's like it if you're fine if you're if you've got a normal, boring, healthy baby, yeah, you know, don't be boring. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's when they miss things because yes, it, exactly. But when you are when you tick a sort of some sort of special box, then yes. all hell breaks loose in terms of you know interference yeah, I mean, and help and advice and monitoring and, and, and everything the, else. You know, and and the scary thought of possibly having your baby taken away. Yes, if you t- you know if you accidentally yeah. tick the wrong box. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. If you ha- yeah, it, because that's the thing. The NHS is um, busy and understaffed. And and I, when I took Eliza, who was my first baby home, and you know I'd only been there a night, but no one had come and checked that she'd mm. had a feed or anything. I didn't know how to breastfeed. And then two days later, or maybe a day later, the uh, community midwife came round and saw like ten champagne bottles on our doorstep because all our <laughs> friends had come over. <laughs> She was furious. And then she weighed Eliza, who had probably like fed once in that, you know, in 24 hours. Because I didn't know. And she was livid. And she said, well, you know, a a person. It was Verve Clico. (laughs) I know. Exactly. You sound like one of of the big ones. (laughs) She also looked looked towy because she was like yellow. They all are, aren't they? Yeah. And, not, and I, you know, I was like heartbroken and, you know, felt like such a bad mother. She really did have a go at me for not, A, not feeding my baby. But then I was like, nobody showed me how to breastfeed a baby in hospital. And she, she said somebody should have come round and checked mm. that I knew how to feed the baby. But of course, you know, that, that's, that's what happens, isn't it? But, but I wasn't, I, in my notes, it didn't say I'm no. an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> it just said she'll probably be okay. <laughs> Even if she doesn't feed the baby for a week, yeah. it'll be fine. <laughs> Someone will eventually tell her. That's what your boobs are for. <laughs> the hurty, hurty pointy things. Hurty pointy things. That's, yes, that's what they are. <laughs> but uh, but I, I'm sorry it's upset you so much. <laughs> To be honest, I'm just sick of the world at the minute, so that's just added oh, to the Lucy. general. But well, you know. But I thought as oh. well when you know when Alice was screaming at Chris while mm. he was in the middle of shooing a horse, that also was that's normal. Yeah. I think even if you're not, I've yeah. done that so often with yeah. Rufus. If 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 a newborn baby was screaming its head off, I'd literally call him mm. at work and yeah. blame it on him yes. because I'd say come and he'd be like, but I'm in the middle of a really yeah. important. Yeah, I don't care. I can't shut it up. Please come home. <laughs> and that is just what having a newborn listen like. to what i am experiencing even yes. if you can't help yes take just, the blame for yes, it yes <laughs> to or make myself share in the anguish of having to listen to this howling orange <laughs> yes <laughs> so that actually sort of made but the, but yeah it's gonna, gonna be really hard for them and she's how can how can she not how can she not have a how can she not have a drink is what i was thinking yeah she can't well, carry on like this. I'm just waiting for Kate to pop round and go, yay, mummy, now you can oh, drink. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Well, maybe I suppose because she's breastfeeding. I wish Kate knew because actually I think Kate, mm. for all her faults, would be really sweet and sympathetic. Mm. And yeah. and that's another thing, isn't it? She could have called. <laughs> Somebody would have come to Alice's. Like Chris, when he went to work, wouldn't he He would have just texted someone and said, Yeah, oh, do you mind? You know, mum, can Alice. you pop around and check? Yeah, on Alice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah. you make her a cup of tea? Also, yeah. someone would be there making her a cup of tea or yeah. bringing her a lasagna. 
Yeah, which is why I don't, you know, we can, we, you can't have it both ways. You can't <laughs> ignore COVID <laughs> apart from when it suits a story like it, which case all of a sudden it becomes of paramount importance that, you know, a new a mother with a newborn is left entirely on her own. <laughs> well, exactly, oh. exactly. And then, but then Susan did mention the bubble police. Didn't she? Oh, yeah. Don't worry, Neil. Yes, I shall happily <laughs> let a sodding fitness instructor who spends his whole time licking old people. He's exactly. allowed in. That's fine. But daughter in law, uh uh, no. How is Lee allowed oh. at the nursing home? Oh, no. But you still can't get a visit from no. your mum. No. Uh, or, I mean, I your know. daughter. Or... I know. <laughs> but the bubble police move, I don't know why it really tickled me, but that whole. Susan and Neil this week, I was sort of crying with, <laughs> with like, relief. <laughs> with relief and and love for them. Well, they definitely, I mean, they were absolutely, they'd been called in to be the cheer-up cavalry, hadn't they? <laughs> they because really they were like, had. right, we're going to have people leaping off Beachy Head having listened to Alice and Chris. <laughs> so we need, come on, pull out all the innuendo you've got, all the comedy gang. Tell Shuna she's got a big ass. Tell you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> Susan this week was oh she was a dream wasn't she but Neil was as well when when Susan and Neil are together it's like magic because yeah. they're so relaxed with each yeah. other aren't they they and genuinely Susan... are like a married couple they sound it's so absolutely. familiar with each other like the... Ruth and David sound like they haven't met very often <laughs> <laughs> they definitely sound like they never have sex yeah oh, totally whereas Susan and Neil sound like they have it on a regular basis. <laughs> but it was very real, wasn't it? Their 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 yeah. conversation about the Black Forest Cutter. Yeah. And oh no. Uh... And when he said, I quite like a bit of a muffin top, she's like, I haven't got a muffin top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. And Neil sort of puts on a special yeah. voice for season a bit, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. He was really enjoying himself this week, I thought. Neil. Well, he's not a parish councillor anymore. That's why. He's all happy, that, isn't he? He's a bit I think that's happy. what it was. It mm. was like a big ton of bricks had been yeah. lifted from yeah. his burdensome shoulders. <laughs> and it made him sound lighter and more fun. Yeah. I just My favourite bit was Susan and the horse when she kept going, yeah. Shula is looking at me again. <laughs> That was very good. I hope they keep these lessons up. I could really, I could imagine if I could see every bit of that yes. when it's sort of shifting around. She's going ah! every time it sort of shifts from foot to foot, you know. But I remember I learned to ride when I was little, and I remember like the, the first part of learning to ride is mm. so boring. Mm. You are literally just sitting there touching its ears, yeah. and then and yeah. you're like, oh, come on, I can't. I can't. And you've I just... read Jill in the Perfect Pony, and you want to be galloping round over oil You drums, want a rosette. You? Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but it was so funny, and Shula is such an... She's like the perfect riding teacher. She's like the yeah. perfect stereotypical riding yeah. teacher, isn't yeah. she? She's so sort of humourless. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't believe oh, she wouldn't know what her core was, though. I imagine Susan reads Red magazine a lot. And Red well, Magazine, they're obsessed with your core and all that, aren't they? And she's she's been doing Joe Wicks. Yeah. <laughs> which she, was she another funny a pair little of leggings. detail. <laughs> and Joe Wicks would definitely, I mean, you know, we all did one, at least one Joe Wicks. <laughs> but he definitely might have said, pull your core in. Yeah. Well, but even I do- know what it is and I don't know anything about that stuff. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that core stability, whatever, whatever. <laughs> That one just make me look thin <laughs> and regal. <laughs> yeah, but they were, but again, again, it was like there were just some really lovely yeah. vignettes this week. Like you know, like the, the parish. Yeah, exa- exactly. It's a really yes, good. He has got a bit of a fetish about standing orders. <laughs> <laughs> there was a really yeah. There was a lot of like really even like Lee and his action. Action figures. Oh, I think you'll find their figures actually, Susan. Yeah, Christopher loved to play with these dolls. Oh, I think you'll find their figures actually. I was like, what is this about? Is it? Is, I didn't really understand. And then that. he said, "Oh, I'm only selling them for pennies." And I thought, well, the postage just cost you three pounds seventy, you idiot. You're running at a loss. Ah, <laughs> oh, but that's how some people make their money on eBay. What, by because losing you, money on postage? I don't. You think charge it's... more for the postage than it is ah. going to be. So you, so you know, you sell your dolly for five p, okay. then you say, but it's five pounds postage, and right. then if you only pay three, if your if your postage is actually only three pounds thirty, right? 
I think that's I think that's okay. a way of making money out of it. This is this um, is how an adult man thinks is a good. <laughs> but he's a right tight ass, isn't he, Lee? Mm. You can tell. You can tell he is. Like you know, he's just a, a bit of a perfectionist, isn't he? And a bit sort of. You know their house, Lee and Helen's house. Yeah, but it's going to bit... be a shoes off house, isn't it? Oh, exactly. I think there's going to. I think once those boys move in and mm. Lee's actually living with them. Because he's quite anal, he's uh, there's going to be a bit of tension there. Yeah, but also though, I didn't really understand if they were Susan knew, but then Lee was sort of like, "Oh, I can't really talk about it." And then later, Helen was like, "Oh, you," I didn't really understand whether they were. Is it another? Is it a secret? secret? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Oh, that, good. I didn't really understand. Now, because oh, why is Ambridge obsessed with? They're like a. They're like a group of paranoid spies. They're terrified of telling anybody anything. Everybody, if there is a secret, if there is something you can be secret about, they will be secret about it. It's, it's insane. Especially when it comes to house hunting, because it, it's not like a flooded market, is it, in Ambridge? No. No. There's always something available, even if it's just a caravan. Or they just make something up that we never yeah. knew about if they want to put... I know oh, what'll Lee, happen, Oh, Lee, guess though. what? A brand new house has been built and it's got six bedrooms and it's only £400. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, Helen. Oh, I could probably sell two more children. dollies and... Uh... <laughs> White carpets and pale grey sofas. I... Do you reckon they're going to move into the farm? Do you reckon that... Um... Uh, Pat and Tony will decide. Somebody on Twitter said, "Oh yes, Pat and Tony will say, oh well, we can't, we can't, you know, we can't be, we shouldn't be in this big house all by ourselves. So let's." Oh well, maybe that's why they're being vague and weird about it then. But aren't Tom and Natasha living in a squat above the shop oh, or something? God, I really like. I don't know what the geography of anybody's. Nah. They need to update that thing they've got on the website you know with all the, the pictures of the houses map they've only got the yeah, that's the one <laughs> <laughs> that poster of houses that they've got they have they've only got the posh houses on it yeah <laughs> they don't have flats really do they <laughs> it's like an ambridge brochure <laughs> and, and they only put the really stately grand yes. houses on they've it just with beautiful gardens <laughs> Mobile homes. Um, uh, this leads me on to mm. an email that we have had. Gosh, thanks somebody. Thanks somebody, yes. Um, da, 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 which one was it? Carrie Flanagan, mm-hmm. who is American in Northern Ireland for 25 years. Um, oh yes, is she the one that lives in, uh, uh, in, uh, in New York? No. <laughs> okay, <sorry. laughs> She's in Northern okay. Ireland for 25 Whatever. years. <laughs> I've been working on it. <laughs> I'm trying to sweat it for you. You know what I'm saying. What I did find out was uh, there's a difference between the Italian and the Irish right. New York accents. Anyway, I'll shut up there. <laughs> okay, good. Um, yeah. Anyway, Karen Fanagan said that... Basically... Italian one goes oh. up like this sort of thing. Do you know what I'm saying? And the Irish one goes down, I think. <laughs> Just, uh, I, I learned that off somebody else. Oh. Anyway, sorry. Um, Carrie Flanagan uh, is, is uh, patronising us because she said that she felt bad when you said no one had emailed you all week. So she's now <laughs> just trying to humour us. I did feel bad. I didn't feel bad. I just felt gutted. <laughs> I was um, like, well, if no one's emailed, no one's listened, clearly. <laughs> she said, she says lots of nice things. Thank you very much. She Thanks. also says... Although I find it alarming when you get some of the background details wrong when I think you are Ambridge experts. And I think, gosh, I know way too much about this pretend radio show. Uh, She said, anyway, keep it up. You're getting me through this. When will it ever end? Lockdown. Um, Carrie, we have no idea. We get things wrong a great deal. Um, But... I, I'm always slightly suspicious of people that can remember like the inside leg measurement of, you know, um, uh, of, of Joe Grundy. Of, yeah, of Joe Grundy or uh, who know the dates and where everyone lives. I haven't got a clue where everyone lives. I get it muddled up continually. Well, that's what I was saying. They need to update that map. So we've all got a better idea. I don't idea. even want to look at the map. I kind of, I like thinking about it. I don't like pinning it down to, 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 to logic. So when someone says it's taken the mages to walk to someone's house and then I find out that actually they only live around the corner off the church and I think, how could it have taken you 20 minutes? Some people get really uppity about that, don't they? 
And they say, <laughs> yeah, that is well, I like a... <laughs> the way that it took her that long to get there, when in reality, she could have just walked there because it's only next to the post office. And I think, <laughs> oh, God, who cares? But anyway. Yeah, but maybe the scriptwriters keep that sort of thing in to check that there are still people who know the facts. Right. It's like a little in-joke. Okay. Well, that's good. But I mean, we do, the, the bits that are bad carry it for, for me anyway is when we get entire families wrong. Like when I forgot who Roger, who um, Adam's father was. That's quite bad. <laughs> I know, but that's very specific. That's, that's like, that's proper expert detail, Lucy. But when it's the Aldridge I, family, it is, isn't it? I mean, also, we are only, to be fair, we're only talking about the Ambridge, Ambridge this week. Yes. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're not vintage Ambridge. We don't know. Um... <laughs> Who else have we had? Uh, Alison said, uh, thank you to you, Harriet, for sharing your experience of Rex's birth. I can't begin to imagine how it must have felt. As someone who hasn't had children, it was a glimpse of what an overwhelming experience she had and what Alice must be finding. Um, She said she thinks Peggy should step in and tell Jenny and possibly Lillian Mm. too what she's worked out. Mm. Surely they remember how it affected their father and and their family when they were young. I think they'd be oh, better yeah. placed to fight her corner and provide strong support while the rest of the family may find it more difficult to comprehend how serious Alice's problem is. I haven't liked Alice in the past, but I find myself rooting for her present. Exactly, yes. Um, that's, a, that's a good point, isn't it? Yeah. Because if, you know, if alcoholism is in the family and yeah. Jenny remembers, yeah. then hopefully Alice might be able... But I mean, I don't think Pe- Peggy should tell them... I literally know nothing. Meet at the Rosen Crown. Or- <laughs> no, no. I love the fact that we always go, it's so unbelievable yeah. because this is definitely what would happen. Was- and there's very people out there going, oh my God, you literally have no, you live in a fantasy world. <laughs> Honestly, Lucy, there's so much help for everybody out there. The NHS are like all amazing and they'll just fix all our problems in an instant. <laughs> Uh, we've had another uh, request for advice, by the way, from Penny Smith. Gosh, that's so says, kind of them to ask us. Thanks, Penny, for your trust and faith. <laughs> she says, our podcast makes Sunday night bearable. Oh, that's oh, no. nice. Um, she said, uh, I am extremely lucky to be attending the 65th UN Commission on the Status of Women as an NGO delegate and trade unionist and as an LGBT plus woman. And I wondered wow. which of the Ambridge ladies do you think would make a good companion delegate for me? Oh my gosh, Lucy. Uh, is it Penny? Yeah. I think Penny needs to do this show. <laughs> oh, she's... Wow. I know. Someone with links to the UN. I know. God, and listening to this podcast. I know. Penny, what are you doing? Wow. You... <laughs> That's amazing. Look, well, everyone everyone needs to go to the shallow end sometimes, Harriet, and this is what she's doing, clearly. <laughs> I think Linda Snell. Mm, I think Emma Grundy. Mm. Just because she's a bit, Linda's a bit mm, stuck in her ways. Mm. Emma's a bit more real. Emma's, yes. Linda, I was going to say, hadn't suffered much adversity, but then she got blown <laughs> up in the summer. So. Oh, she didn't laugh, but I mean, <laughs> it's been quite a year for her. She did have her arm blown off. Um, I suppose Emma is more real. She's more representative of women in the UK, isn't she? I just think she's got a bit more... Uh, it, no, Linda's got a lot of life experience, obviously, but Emma has sort of is a is so hard is so hard working mm. and you know and is full of so much grit that I think and she's not afraid to speak her mind. Well, I suppose Linda's not either. Or just put them in together. No, she's only allowed to take one. I think. I think Emma. <laughs> I think you're right. I think Emma. Can you imagine Emma in the team going? I've got to go now, Ed. I've got to attend the 65th UN Commission on the Status of Women. I'm an NGO delegate. I'll put the tea on the macaroni cheese. Take it out. I don't really have time for the parish council because I've got the UN conference (laughs) and those Bakewell tarts to do. (laughs) Oh, can't we have Black Forest Gatto, Em? Who makes Black Forest Gatto? I know, but it's a. I was thinking about that. That that was perfect for Neil and Susan, yeah. though, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> such a throwback. Yeah, we've had too many treats. She said crossly. <laughs> oh, what about a little Arctic roll then? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I think <laughs> you should probably get Penny on the show, Lucy. Mm. To yeah. like talk about stuff that we we I mean I just wouldn't even understand it, but um you you might. Of course you'd understand it. You no. is a woman, innit? I know, but it's probably got like hard words in and stuff. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I mean um, what an amazing an yeah. amazing thing. Can can she let us know how it goes? Yes. Do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And now from uh, the, the women across the world unite, we have Mr. Newby. <laughs> I don't know how we've made that Do link. not put him anywhere no. near that UN conference. <laughs> Nowhere well, near. Would you like to tell the nice ladies and gentlemen what you were advising me to do just before the podcast started, Harriet Carmichael? <laughs> well, I, it was just the revelation of the week is... When you're doing your Ocado shopping and, you know... Um, Check out all the departments. All <laughs> of them. Health right. and beauty. <laughs> health and beauty. It's under health and beauty. Just No, just type in sex toys into the search item and you will be blown away with the choice. Mm. Blown away, literally. I just had a look. She's not wrong. Yes, it's... It, I mean, well, it's just... You, who knew? I don't know if it's if, if they've stocked up for lockdown... Do you but, think um, they give you substitutions? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have the double-ended rabbit, so you've got... <laughs> you've got the triple-ended zebra. <laughs> but, but we threw in some of those ball things I wonder well. if they... You know, like when you get your frozen items, they put it in a special green bag. <laughs> I wonder if they put it in a special pink bag. <laughs> and this is just your bag of sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> and some uh, cherry bakewell tart. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is, nestled up next to the loo rolls. Because <laughs> I'm not sure that Tesco online does that. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be able to physically use a Tesco sex toy. Only at a cardo <laughs> would you get such beautifully designed sex toys. <laughs> Along with pound fifty when you buy three multi packs of walkers. Um, Unexpected yeah. item in the bagging There, or yes Or in the middle aisle of Lidl <laughs> Where you get God knows what It's the surprise aisle Yes, well that's why it's such a great aisle, isn't it? It is a great aisle You go in to buy pineapple chunks For the title you've forgotten you said you'd make And you come out with a hover mower yeah. You know, you go in to buy a packet of cheese And then you come out with a blow-up canoe <laughs> And a packet of cheese. (laughs) Or in my case, you've forgotten the bloody cheese. (laughs) Oh, well, I've got to blow up canoe. Good day. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, So shall I do this bit then? Uh, Which bit? Let's hear how Mr. Newby coped this week. Okay, yes. Every horse I've ever met has tried to murder me. So I have some sympathy with Susan as we start the week, particularly as I'd originally thought that Clary was just winding her up about having to arrive on horseback. Yes, I did. I'm not sure I can imagine a worse teacher for her than Shula either. Do I actually feel sorry for Susan? Blimey, maybe I do. She already feels guilty about how Clary's been treated by Musha Linda, and on top of that, she's just been ordered by Shula to, and I listened to this several times to make sure I heard it right, touch the girth. (laughs) I've got to tell you, I've had my pure, innocent mind thoroughly broadened by some of the goings-on in Ambridge over the last few months, but this was too much. I nearly choked on my gypsy cream. (laughs) This parish council stuff is a bit flat, I think, especially as it's all been well and truly trumped in real life by Jackie Weaver and her colleagues in Handforth. Jim makes a joke about Hooty Jill and Flapjacks, which seems to be a recurring theme that I'd love Lucy and Harriet to explain to me. (laughs) Oh, hooray! Thank God the men are here to tell Alice what she ought to be feeling and what she is and is not capable of. Chris, I can kind of understand. He has a vested interest in getting Martha home. But the doctor? Listen to your patient, man. I said this last week, but it's getting ridiculous now. Alice is literally asking for help and nobody is listening. A community midwife and health visitor are fantastic support for a new mother, I'm sure but not necessarily for an alcoholic with postnatal depression who is more or less begging not to have to go home with her baby. Mm. I can't make up my mind about Alan. I'm not sure he should be chasing Chris down the street, but I'm not sure he should be letting him go either. And now he's telling him it's all right if he doesn't want to talk, whilst also making it clear that it's not all right at all. 
Can I just point out that the writers have, without fanfare, bunged Rex back into the show, and despite the fact that I haven't heard him for weeks, and even when I did, he wasn't that memorable, no offence, Rex, I recognised him immediately. Is there some sort of T-shirt for that? Or a letter from the Duchess of Cornwall, maybe? (laughs) Is this Pip with him? No. Oh, balls, no, it's not. It's Phoebe. Bugger. Should have stuck, and I twisted. (laughs) I can tell that Phoebe's trying to buoy Rex up, and bless him, he's buying it, but he definitely hasn't got the farm, has he? Is anybody surprised that Manchild Lee has a collection of toys? I'm not. And if you think Helen's going to be surprised to find out that she needs to give up shelf room to a collection of superhero dolls, Mm. wait until she finds out about the Furbies and Beanie Babies. (laughs) Mind you, she is going out with Lee. So her tolerance for things that are pointless wastes of space is presumably already quite high. Susan's struggling to remember what her core is called, and for a moment I get the horrible feeling she's about to ask Lee if he knows any pelvic floor exercises. (laughs) Even when she mercifully remembers the right word, mind you, Lee's suggestion of breathwork and slow, controlled movement sounds more like it would be of interest to Stephanie than Susan. (laughs) Okay, I admit it. Hearing Phoebe refer to a standard RP-accented woman as mum doesn't help me quite as much as you might think, and I have to slink off to the BBC website and look up Kate. In my defence, the only time I've heard her before was when she was carpet-bombing Alice with jolliness and booze, so my annoyance at myself is tempered with relief at finding out that she's not like that all the time. She does drop something of a bombshell, mind you, implying heavily that skinny jeans have been out of fashion for some time already. My girlfriend already made me cut off my hipster beard, so I dread to think what's next. My man bun? My fixed gear bike? My nipple rings? These sleeve tattoos are going to take some removing, let me tell you. Anyway, Kate is being smug and pushy and passive-aggressive to the point where I'm actually cheering for Phoebe to deliberately make all the mistakes and figure out how to set up the campsite purely by trial and error just to spite her. My God, this is actually worse than when Kate was being cheerful. She's awful. (laughs) There are plenty of unpleasant people in Ambridge, but most of them just suffer from a crippling lack of self-awareness. Peggy, Shula, or are too young to know better. Josh, Pip. Kate seems to be being actively and deliberately unpleasant. Fingers crossed that she'll just sod off again to whatever that retreat was that she was talking about. My new least favourite character, and that's saying something. Chris is really grinding my gears now, too. Have you tried burping her? Can you call your mum? Brainless tit. He's getting in the car now, but it's too little too late, and who knows what damage this will have done to Alice's fragile confidence. Ooh, I could bloody spit. And now he has deigned to come home, he's making things even worse. Mate, it doesn't matter whether there's actually anything wrong with Martha or not, really. The point is that Alice, a brand new mother, is worried that there is. And don't listen to mummy? Wow. That's it. I'm done with him. What a thing to say. Kate's reign at the bottom of the pile was glorious, but it turns out short-lived. Alice is dead right. Chris is never going to forgive her. Poor Alice. Poor Martha. Yes. Well, Mr Newby, (laughs) I think you need to remember that Chris only found out that his wife was an alcohol... And only... Well, found out his wife was pregnant... He was joyous because he always assumed... I think he's. we all assumed Alice, mm. you know, might not want kids. Mm. But then found out she was an alcoholic, what was it, four months into that pregnancy. So he's had quite a lot of trauma to deal with too. I think you've got to cut him a bit of slack. Yeah. He can't... It. You can't be the... It's so hard to control your feelings to the person you most love, isn't it? You can't... Yeah hide it and be the be an angel to, you know yeah we've got to cut him some slack because he is going through it too but in fact alice is is trying to encourage him to do that to say what's on his mind and to and to yes and he's yes, just he... not doing it but then he's his his whole family background is about putting a putting a respectable face on things isn't it and also in his head, he's like, I just have to protect them both. Mm. So I can't show my, I can't show them what I'm really feeling. Mm. I can't show my vulnerability. I have to try and pretend to be strong for both of them. But then, of course, that's going to overspill into mm. being angry and say stupid things and say the wrong thing. Yeah. I think I, I, you know, like poor Alice, of course, she's the mother. She's, you know, 
but the poor both of them mm. and being being a new dad is is you know yeah. your you have a, your brain changes doesn't yeah. it apparently as soon as you become a, a dad yeah uh, so he's he's had a lot to deal with as well i think I think, Mr. Newby, I know you're being Alice's knight in shining armour, but <laughs> poor old Chris. I never stand up for Chris. I find them both really annoying. But I've just got to stand on the side of Chris on this one. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, the question about Jill, the reason that Flapjacks always come up with Jill was because... Um, <laughs> that was funny as well, wasn't it, with Jim? <laughs> three years ago, I think-ish... There was a scene where there were two celebrity chef sisters came to... Uh, what were they called? Like the Pamplemousse Les Serves. They were oh, that's it. Oh, yeah, that's it. And um, they were fairly irritating and they were not doing anything about food waste, which as the, at that moment, having there having been some sort of diktat from the BBC press <laughs> office that everybody was obsessed with food waste in Ambridge and Fallon was wanging on about it and everybody was making biscuits out of carrot peelings and stuff because <laughs> we all fancy fallon yeah so <laughs> so um they went on some sort of protest didn't they she was on a a, a, a picket they, they would do it they were opening their With Kirsty, yes think. they were opening their <laughs> restaurant and um the jill and Kirsty were there and um they jill shouted hooted something but what about the food waste or something and someone told her to pipe down and she lost it and lobbed a flapjack at them and then got arrested because that's exactly what would happen in real life anyway uh so yes that so is she's got a criminal record she's got a criminal record throwing she's flapjacks. very proud of and so is everybody else and uh <laughs> yes totally ridiculous and um Kate can't sod off back to spiritual hummus, which is what she's talking about, about the tents, because it's slap bang in the middle of the village. It's on the home farm <laughs> land. And um, anyway, no one messes with Kate because she's great value. Yeah. Usually, usually. She was being exceptionally irritating then. Yeah, she was. She was being a bit weird, I thought. But she's not. Well, she's just jealous, isn't she? She's got flopple to do. And yes, and of course, she, and she's not the greatest mother. But actually, no. I felt a bit sorry for her because Phoebe's a bit of a pain in the arse, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. And 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 she was see, right. Phoebe, I mean, yes. Kate was when she said, "So you know all about legally?" Then and Phoebe was like, "Ah, oh, yeah." Because <laughs> <laughs> they're um, idiots. They don't know I did what my um, degree in twelfth-century medieval <sighs> studies. Um, yeah, I totally know what I'm talking about. And then well, you're I, freelancing now, so don't talk that, to me. Well, this, again, I was like, "Hang on a minute, Phoebe, is it? What what are they getting out of this again? Mm. Phoebe and Rex. Like, what is the payoff? Yeah. I presume there is a payoff. Is it's there? It's but where are they getting the money? Well, they, to she sort said of... oh, we've got account uh, stewardship, countryside stewardship. Oh, okay, what, okay. What stewardship is involved in <laughs> putting a sodding Butlings holiday camp slap bang in the middle of a <clears throat> with some really fierce cows? Yeah, <laughs> ambling around. <laughs> that are just going to rip all the tents up. <laughs> Um, but it's just when they're trying to sound like they know what they're doing like where should the sewage pipe go Rex and he goes there that's quite far away from the loose and she said yes but it's better that it's there than near the water and I thought you've got no idea this is like watching a child make a den and say we'll have the sitting room here and then this is the front door and the back door but don't worry because actually at the end of the day I'll just get my granddad to do it all he can get Philip Moss in and just do it all. I love the way that Brian's idea is you won't make any money out of that. You won't make any money out of that. He just wants to, you know, yeah. burn the cows, put the cows oh. on the barbecue and sell it spare ribs. Yes, you make a big Again, that was, I thought that was actually a very good scene with Brian and yeah. um, Kate, Kate and Phoebe. in unhelpfully. <laughs> but then nature abhors a vacuum and no one is more of a vacuum than flipping Phoebe who just has no original thoughts apart from in panic. I sometimes I sort of imagine her getting like a rabbit in the headlights, and that's where her <laughs> stupid ideas come from. Where she suddenly says, "No, we're going to start breeding porcupines or whatever," just whatever comes into her head. She she's also another character who has no sense of humour whatsoever. No. Like she she is so earnest and yes. annoying. Isn't she? Well, how can and you spend Rex... an entire morning talking about sewage pipes without making a joke about it? And she never did. <laughs> and Rex is actually despicable now isn't he oh, when he was 
so when whinging. he was telling that farmer to sod off, he yeah. just thought, "Oh, I hope no one yeah. gives you land. You are yeah. so rude." Yeah, and and um, you know what's the word? Self righteous and expect yeah. everything, entitled. Yeah. So he's horrible. And when he said he called me a hobby farmer, oh, yeah. that's <laughs> what you are. You've only got about seven pigs, and you, need, you can't do anything with them without ringing Neil, going, "Should I feed them, Neil?" And then Phoebe went, oh, a hobby farmer? Yeah. <laughs> like it was the, the most naughty word. A Grammy word. killer? Oh. <laughs> yeah. God. It's like, oh my God, come and live in Shepherd's Bush yeah. and you'll be called a lot worse by just sitting at a bus stop. <laughs> but those two, they're just like the king and queen of entitled generation z they aren't are they boring, they boring boring <sighs> i hope that i really i just hope actually that kate takes over the rewilding project and it just becomes <sighs> a an extension of a spiritual home she'll be bringing in maori people and god knows what else <laughs> won't she we're going to reconnect the land i've got some um human owls that are going to just <laughs> sit in the treetops <laughs> <laughs> and then she oh, said yeah. about big and building tree houses for people to live in and I know people are for staying and I know they are very popular and everything mm. but Phoebe sort of said yeah well it will disturb the birds and the butterflies and the caterpillars <laughs> just what thought, an... you have got no idea what you're talking about because people tramping over your you know <laughs> camping are not going to disturb the wildlife you know what are you talking about woman <laughs> you're building a campsite does it does it make any difference whether they're Flushing sleeping in the trees or the showers? <laughs> yeah. oh. Hooing into compost. <laughs> Ridiculous, honestly. But you know, that, that that was the difference for me. With that horse scene, with Susan going, it's looking at being, me again. And I, then being mean about Sheila's body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see every bit of that. I could yes. see the the ring. I could see not Shula's ring. I could see the, the thing that you, you you could see the expression on both yes, their faces. The, the horse giving Susan the side eye. Susan <laughs> too scared to move. Shula going, "I'll leave you," and she says, "Don't leave me with it," and all that. I could see every bit when we're in the middle of that fecking field, looking at whatever the, where the sewage pipe is or isn't going to go. I've just there's just a swirling mist. There's no picture because you are I cannot. Right. Not because I've never tried to work out where a sewage pipe should go in a in a field, and I have been to a riding school, but it's because it's no, it is we, it is nothing we can relate to. No, you're totally right. You can't put the image. You can't put the image together. You have no idea where they are, where they're. St- I'm totally the same. Mm. There are some moments where you just picture the characters and yeah. you can see them and you know what's in the background. Yeah, and you're right when it's Rex. But you know, I've never been to a concentrated pig farm, but I, when they're at Barrow, I can imagine what that's like. Because they have this... <laughs> in the background. No, that's Hannah. <laughs> what, what I can't do all is right, imagine... All right, Neil. Come on now, let's get these sounds inside. <laughs> Where's Hannah? Also, uh, Mr Newby mentioned Stephanie. She should be running the parish council, I've decided. Yes. But that's I what I was going to say. That was my brilliant idea. That was not about oh. rewilding. It was. It wasn't even an idea. <laughs> of course, it wasn't because rewilding is so boring. It would never give you any inspiration. No, not boring in real life, obviously, because it's important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry up, Michael is sponsored by the WWF. Um, that's the World Wrestling Federation. Seed packet. <laughs> Thompson and Morgan is us. Um, sponsored by Ocado Sex Toys. <laughs> Because I could hear it. I thought it was your levels again. Um, but uh, why is it? Why have we not? Because we were having a lovely storyline, weren't lovely. we? Lovely. With the Perfect. with the wedding, with yep. with with Lower Loxley and the and, and the wedding and the three pff, nothing. And now we've gone back to talking about flipping sewage pipes. Again. Oh, totally. I'd completely forgot until Mister Newby mentioned her. Yeah. I'd forgotten about Stephanie, yeah. which that was brilliant. All of that, and that I'm missing Vince and Liz. And, and, and you can't just leave a wedding for a couple of months to percolate <laughs> and then come back to it. You kind of have to get a move on, you know. You have to get a wiggle on at some point, otherwise it's not going to happen. Is it going to happen? Have they forgotten about it? And the date is actually the date that Linda's doing the passion fruit play. So that Stephanie turns up at that barn with her bridesmaid. To find harassment in a loincloth dangling from a plywood cross. 
that Neil has cobbled together. Now we've got all this. Oh, this is very imaginative, Dad. What a I great like the man idea! In the skirt. The naked vicar. <laughs> Demma Hindu was yesterday. <laughs> uh, uh, that's probably what's going to happen, Lucy. Good. <laughs> well, at least it's not. As long as Alice and Chris aren't there, I don't care. <laughs> and I'm just trying to remember that that baby is not a real baby. It's a sound effect. And then I you don't just, care. Meh, meh, yeah. meh. They just swap in a lamb or a baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> they turn the lamb down a bit if it's a baby. <laughs> or the other way around, probably. <laughs> <sighs> right, uh, should we do Ambridge on the couch now? If we have to. <laughs> and now we cross to Ambridge itself to hear what's going on on the therapist's couch. Uh, Susan Carter today, Jeff. Second visit. Oh, she's the lady with the radio show. I hope she's not going to start on about that. Oh, hello, Mrs Carter. Ah, Susan, please. We're old friends, after all. Of course, Susan. How can I help? Well, it's about... Oh, no, I feel too petty saying it. Go ahead. No judgement here. Well, it's my friend, Clary. She's getting the jab. The vaccine, you know. Oh, great. Yeah, but I'm not. So it's not fair. Isn't it? No, she'll lord it over me. It's always the same. Whenever she gets one up on me, she can't resist. But having the vaccine is surely not a reason... Oh, you'd be surprised. She got given the role of the king in the passion fruit and she paraded round the dairy with a bucket on her head, knighting me for a fortnight. She's got my Emma living in a windy house in her garden, so I have to get all Emma's news off her. And now she'll all be full of immunity and showing off. Sorry, why is she getting the jab before you? Well, she is older than me. She's 66. But I know what it is. She doesn't fool me. She rang up the vaccine people and put on her dodgery old lady voice. Ah, you must have heard it. She can make herself sound 103 if she puts her mind to it. It's ridiculous because I've seen her pick up the front of a massy Ferguson with one hand so she can over under it. She's fit as a flea. Yeah, she'll have done her old lady voice and she sounds so convincing they moved her to the front of the queue. The people in the laurels haven't had it yet, and half of them are in a vegetative state. Thanks to Lee's karate classes for seniors. I'm sorry, Susan, I'm still not grasping the problem here. You haven't had the jab because you're younger than your friend. I think it's as simple as that, isn't it? Oh, or are you a key worker? Key? I'm essential. I'm front line. Oh, health service? No, but I am a fully trained tabard operator and I did health and safety qualifications in my role as retail manager. It was mostly about putting potential shoplifters into a headlock and how to put that plastic yellow triangle up when someone's tripped and damaged their fanter. But it all counts. Maybe you should ring the surgery then and explain your concerns. Oh, we haven't got a surgery. But where did Clary get her jab? I don't know and I ain't gonna ask. To be honest, I'm beginning to think that as we haven't had one case of COVID in the village, we haven't been in lockdown for months and we haven't got a JP, she just got a shot of whatever the AI man had left in his syringe. Really? Oh yeah, it's more common than you think. If the AI man's not around, we tend to use Alistair Lloyd for illnesses. I mean, it's all pretty much the same, isn't it? It just makes you stand on all fours so he can work out where everything is. We all got the vaccine against mad cow disease. Except Shuler. She missed that one. And if you're feeling a bit run down, he just gives you a lovely shot of oestrogen to get your uterus ready for lambing. Why do you think Josh Archer's voice is that high? So, is that your advice then? Ring the JP we haven't got? Well, actually my advice is to try and be happy for Clary. 
How dare you? Clary Grundy is my oldest and dearest friend. She may have the quavering voice of a nonagenarian Pam Ayres and curious ideas about personal hygiene, but I won't have a word said against her. Come in here in your bus with your towny germs and your fancy driver. We can manage our own problems, thank you very much. Blimey. I've never seen anyone look that cross in frosted pink lipstick before. Well, I expect she'll complain. Ooh, let's go, Jeff. If you see anyone that looks like the AI man, slow down. I could do with a pick-me-up. What do you mean, if we have to? <laughs> I mean, I always think, God... I mean, I always feel like I'm. That we're talking for about five hours, and then I thought, God, people must be like, oh, it must surely it's nearly the end. Please, <laughs> and then we're like, God, and now it's now it's another bit. <laughs> Don't think you've got. A, it's like a school play where you're trying to look down the the list of what's coming up, and you're trying to add up in your head, right? Three minutes of the. Oh God, it's the oboes. Okay, after the oboes. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got the poetry. Then they do the oh, dance. God. Hopefully oh. Mrs. McVeigh will speed, speed up the ending. And then we can all shuffle out. Oh, Or it's like a wedding if they have too many speeches, oh, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, for God, why didn't you just get two speeches? And then we could have all got on the dance floor. But no, you have to invite your five best friends to do a speech each as well. Brilliant. And they're all the same speech. <laughs> yeah. And they're only relevant and funny to people that were there. <laughs> Oh dear. So that's 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 summed up this podcast very nicely, I think. Like a really, really boring best man speech. <laughs> Fabulous. You can see why that we can see why we're flooded with emails and people gagging to listen to us, can't you? If you'd like to be our seventh listener, <laughs> just email us at Average on the Go and we'll give you a massive box of champagne. And a night out with Mr. Newby. We're just reduced to pimping him out now. Dear. <laughs> ah, right, that's it then. We've finished. <laughs> right, I'm off to go and find my sex toys, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> Jokes. It's only 2pm. <laughs> is there a special time? Is there sex toys? Well, toy during time? the arches. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh no, God, that would be horrible. Oh, yuck. No, no. no just you said you got and couldn't hear it. You said it was the tumble dryer. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, that would be weird. There probably is somebody. No. Well, probably a few people. No. Why not? No. This is a relaxing time, isn't it? Not you know, that you... relaxing. <laughs> and anyway, you could be, you know, and then and then you'd you'd cross over to, you know, a horse giving oh, birth gosh, or something. Yeah. Or... No, or the awful afternoon play. That yeah. would take you out of the mood, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> you heard oh, it last week. I have to yeah, I'll do it again very quickly. Um Subscribe on iTunes, you know this. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email, just because you feel sorry for us like everyone else, you can email <laughs> ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. We are at on Ambridge on Twitter. Mr. Newbie is at Newbie Couch. And in the meantime, it's <laughs> goodbye from both of us. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Have you heard the woman that does the news on Kiss FM? Uh, wait, what? I don't listen to Kiss FM. What are you She's, talking about? She sounds like that I voice. Listen to that for oh, which what like? Go on, do it. The, no, like you do. And um, it's goodbye from both of us. Except she's it's because like you have to like have a smile in your voice and like do everything. Yes, like, but she's sort of talking thing. about cabal like that. <laughs> Is she a newsreader? Yes. Oh no. God. Honestly, it it oh, no. beggars belief, Harriet. Oh, God. I was sort of appalled and laughing driving home the other <laughs> I'm gonna day. Have to have a li- I'm going to have to have a listen. It is, it is. And another 400 people have yes, died exactly. from COVID-19. Exactly <laughs> Boris Johnson said this was a really terrible thing. <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. Because it's sort of like, um, I think you get into a habit of doing that yeah. voice. Yeah. It's like a habit show yeah. voice, I suppose. Mm. Oh, but you shouldn't be doing it on the news, love. No, you really, really shouldn't. <laughs> you should just be doing it when you're advertising, I don't know. Yogurt. Yes. Yogurt. <laughs> or Club 18 to 30 or something. But not the EU death toll. I, no. I am no. going to tune in. I haven't listened to Kiss FM for, for a very long time. 
didn't even know it was still going, really. Well, I don't mind. It was because I'd taken my car into the garage and they always retune it to whatever they fancy and I can never work out how to get it back again. So I just end up listening to whatever they listen to for the next six months before it's due. It's the next MOT. <laughs> that is so... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.